hello, hello, and welcome to West Franklin Talks. My name is Dave Cruz, and I am thrilled that you have joined us for this Thursday episode. First Thursday of the month, which means we're bringing in a church member who you may or may not know and just interview them and give you a chance to get to know them. So before we jump into that, though, let me share a few things happening in the life of our church so that you can get them on your calendar and figure out if you're going to be a part of some things. So uh, obviously COVID is still happening. Numbers are spiking and we are still trying to be as safe as possible. But one of the things that we normally do this time of year during Advent and Christmas season is we have a Christmas concert and Brad and his team do this amazing job. Well, obviously we can't quite do things the way we have, but Brad and the the staff at Brentwood Baptist have all been putting their heads together and, and they've come up with a way for us to be able to do a Christmas concert just in a different style. So write these dates down, December 19th and 20th. That's a Saturday and a Sunday at 5 and 7 p.m. both nights. We are going to be borrowing a, an old school idea. We're doing a drive-in Christmas concert. All of the Brentwood campuses have come together. They've recorded a Christmas concert, and we are hiring a company to come out and uh, set up a giant projection screen, an FM transmitter, uh, and a few other things, hopefully, within that. And we're going to broadcast and show the Christmas concert in our church parking lot. So you can stay in your car, stay nice and toasty warm, tune your radio to the right station, and hopefully have a worship moment right there in your car with your family. So December 19 and 20, we'll talk more details about this as we get closer, but we wanted you to be aware of that. Uh, The other thing coming up, it's here every year, December 24th, Christmas Eve. We are still having Christmas Eve services. We're going to have three services that day at 12, 2, and 4. We're still going to have social distancing guidelines, and we're going to pre-register to make sure that we don't exceed numbers, but we are also adding a second live venue on our campus for this. So that way we can accommodate as many people as possible who want to come. So we're working hard on making all that come together. It looks like it's going to be just a great night of worshiping um, our our Lord and Savior Jesus and uh, celebrating what God does through Him. We want to invite you to join us for Christmas Eve services. Again, those are going to be at 12, 2, and 4 on the 24th, and we'll get more details out about how to pre-register and let us know that you and your family are joining us. All right, so that's what's going on in our church that we wanted you to hear about. Today, we are going to be joined by Ronnie Williams, just one of our great church members. Uh, Many of you know Ronnie. Some of you will have no idea who he is. Ronnie is one of these guys that I just love talking with. He's a natural encourager. He's just kind of a fun guy to, to be around, quick with a joke, quick to ask how you are, quick with an encouraging word. And uh, he's got some great things to share about uh, who his family is, why they chose the church at West Franklin, uh, how Ronnie is involved in leadership on our campus, but also in our community. And uh, he's going to share some some opportunities and things that are going on just within a mile of our church campus that maybe you're not even aware of. So he and Matt have a great conversation. I jump in every once in a while with an additional comment. I hope you walk away from this challenged and encouraged and uh, maybe having a little better sense of who Ronnie and his family are. So again, thanks for joining us. Let's get to it. Ronnie, welcome to the podcast, West Franklin Talks. I'm glad you're with us. Thanks. Good to be here. How long have you been a member at West Franklin? Do you know? I think it's probably been about 
four or five years officially as a member. Four or five. It just goes by so fast. It does. It flies by. It flies by. Yeah. Now, who usually comes with you? You've got a wife. Is that right? Yep. Yep. So I got a wife, Jody. I've got uh, four children. My oldest daughter, Abby, uh, married to Paul about... uh, well, last year she got yeah. married to Paul. Yeah, I uh, got a younger daughter, Allison, getting married uh, in October. You just got engaged. Just right? got engaged. Yeah, yep. thank yeah. you. Got engaged, uh, getting married in uh, October of twenty-one, and then I've got uh, two boys. I've got Jake, who just turned thirteen, and Alex, who is nine. So, never a dull moment in the Williams house. Never a slow moment. Yeah. Never a slow moment. Thankful you you did that. have five kids, but this whole. Yeah, school. Stephen kid. Stephen did not work out, so we had to we had to dump him to the side. In all seriousness, you've you've had a mom who's uh, you have a mom still who has been battling some serious sickness yep. during a hard hard time. Can you give us a quick update on your mom who lives in Memphis? Right. That's correct. She yeah. uh, she lives in Memphis. That's where uh, where we moved from. She has uh, multiple myeloma, which is a, a bone uh, cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's doing okay. The uh, the chemotherapy is kind of keeping things at bay, but uh, it is a struggle. And obviously, she's you know compromised in uh, COVID and all the craziness that comes with that. But uh, she's she's doing okay. Thanks for asking. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mentioned that for a couple of reasons. One, uh, everybody needs to be reminded that everybody's got something, right? And, sure. and people are going to see you and your family walk in and think, like we all do when we see families like yours walk in. Oh, they've got it all together. Everything's everything's hunky dory. Everything's wonderful. And nobody would ever imagine that you've got a mom who's struggling with some pretty serious cancer. So thank you for saying that. Uh, I just pray to say, Lord, would you please heal Ronnie's mom, take care of her, and give Ronnie peace in the meantime. And speaking of that, you also have a job. I do. I do. COVID has not killed your job yet. Can you give us a brief synopsis of what you do? Because I think it might relate to some of our own people that listen. Sure. I was lucky enough to uh, come here to the Nashville area working for HCA Healthcare, big hospital company roughly about 190 hospitals uh, across the country. I work with our independent physicians, the independent physicians that don't work for us, they're not employees, but we have to pay them for certain services. So I I work on negotiating the contracts with those physicians. So trying to get them paid fairly for uh, what they're providing at our hospitals. As you might imagine, it's a crazy time right now with COVID, a lot of our hospitals having to pivot a lot of the physicians and nurses having to do different things than what they previously done. I heard recently that even though the hospitals are beyond capacity, that even a lot of the doctors are having to be let go. Is that true? It is. We, we have seen some of that. It is an instance where you have a particular physician who is doing one thing and that one thing is not necessarily needed. But then we have pockets of, hey, we're starting to employ physicians that we previously had never employed before. Okay. So. okay. As always, it's it's an interesting time in healthcare, especially with COVID. Yeah, yeah. So, is it true that the first people to get the vaccine are going to be forty three year old males? That's exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> right. In fact, I've been taking some um, test vaccines just to see what happens. So. <laughs> that's that's why you put on six hundred pounds, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> Give <me> that donut. <laughs> We actually have some. Yeah, we do. We do. All right. Well, this is, of course, West Franklin Talks. Thank you for giving us a kind of a flyover of you, Ronnie. I'm not sure why, but ever since you have come to West Franklin, I just felt there's been kind of a kindred spirit between us. And uh, I'm grateful for our friendship and kind of just love what you bring to the table to me personally, to our church, and, and, and very grateful for that. What are some of the ways you're involved here at the church at West Franklin? What are some of the biggies that uh, uh, God has gifted you and and allowed you the opportunity to serve here. It was fine. 
Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Um, it, it, it has been really good to be here. I feel like that in addition to a church family, I've made some true friends here as well. I, you know, one of the roles that I serve here at the church is I, I'm a deacon. I am uh, somewhat responsible for the, the Team One team. So shout out to the Team One deacon team that rocks it every single year. <laughs> crushing it. Crushing it. Team one, whoop. Uh, team two, team three. I, I, we'll talk about those in a separate podcast. <laughs> so serving as a deacon, which love that. Uh, again, I'm walking into hospitals, non-COVID time, obviously. Walking into hospitals, which is kind of where I work anyway. Yeah. Walking into hospitals and seeing people that are uh, struggling and need a little uplifting. So happy to be a deacon here. That's one role. Another role is I am trying to be a leader of the Oikos Life Group. So mm-hmm. been about three or four years that we've had a life group called the Oikos going on. I've been trying to lead that for those last three or four years. Great group, uh, very diverse. We've got some young folks. We've got some old folks. Uh, We've got folks that are married, folks that are single, folks with kids, folks without kids. I will say from a life group perspective, that diversity brings a lot of value, I think. It does. Um, We're lucky. You know, sometimes... Our older folks say, oh, yeah, I remember when I went through something like that, oh, and here's good. how we handled it. Oh, that's great. And from a younger person standpoint with young kids, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm facing this with my kids right now. How are you handling this? How are you getting through COVID? Love it. That's and the church. We're going to take a second, and we're going to brag on Ronnie. Yeah. Not, not that Ronnie needs people to brag on him. Yeah. Are we going to leave this in the podcast? We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see cut what this out later. Yeah. We'll cut this out later. Uh, <laughs> Ronnie just said a diverse group, which can bring a lot of challenges because of the various age groups that are in there. They all have different needs. They're all at different stages. Ronnie is really good at managing, not even managing, but connecting. Even if you don't know Ronnie as the group leader, Ronnie is a person. It's just one of those people, man. He gets excited about you. He genuinely wants to know who you are, and he looks for ways to connect you to other people. And that's been one thing I've really appreciated yeah, about good. your leadership with your group. And honestly, if I could get into a group every week, Ronnie, I'd be in yours. <laughs> it's a great group. It I'm, really I'm, is. I'm really, really fortunate. Uh, God has brought some great people to that group. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had some folks um, fall out of the group and then new folks jump in. And it doesn't seem like we have missed a whole lot. Mm-hmm. We seem to always have a core of really good people. Yeah. I'm fortunate. And another thing I really like about your group, because of the diversity, you have some folks who are... They're, they're almost theologians in some ways. And then you've got other folks that are like, I don't even know. what If it's more than four letters, I'm not interested in that word. You know, maybe five. Four yeah. Words on Ron, the best Ronnie words. uses a lot of four. <laughs> I would I, I, I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think both Only. of you guys know this story, but for the benefit of the podcast, I'll share that there was, uh, there was one life group. This was pre-COVID. We were still meeting on campus. One life group meeting that we were we were starting and I was going into the lesson and jumping in the lesson and I had a visitor who was there with our life group and he raised his hand a few minutes in. He said, who is this Paul guy you're talking about? Wow. Yeah, yeah. And for us uh, in that life group, that was meaningful. Mm-hmm. For some of the folks in my life group who struggle to have those gospel conversations by those opportunities, God put that one right there yeah, in yeah. front of us. Yeah. And not that I'm the best teacher ever or best leader, but I immediately pivoted and said, okay, let's talk about who this Paul yeah, guy is. Yeah, and yeah. I had a gospel conversation with that guy Love right it. there in front of the life group. Love it. Yeah. Got a couple questions. Sure, man. First, 
somebody may have heard the word oikos and been oikos mm-hmm. and been like, what are you, are you talking about a pig? Oink, oink, what, what, what does that mean? Yep. So the name actually was suggested by Melissa Hayes. So I'm going to throw praise and shout out to her that she Melissa. came up with that. Yep. We're not Go praising Melissa. Melissa. We're praising the Lord. That's right. That's right. But she came up with oikos, which is uh, Greek for family. Yeah. It's also yogurt in the in the aisle there, the Kroger and the Publix. Is. But uh, oikos <laughs> meaning family, and I think that's the way we look at it. Is we look at it as we are we are family with ups and downs and hurts and 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 pains and cheers and wins and yeah. all that. Love so, it, love yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. If somebody's listening and they're like, "Man, I I, I think I'd like to try that group out. What's the best way to do that?" You know, uh, we didn't talk about it for this podcast, but I'm going to point him to Dave Cruz and have Dave Cruz. <laughs> I do that every podcast. Yeah, right, right. Um, D. Cruz at westfranklinchurch.com. Yeah. Uh, and Cruz is spelled with a K. K R U S. Yeah, there you go. So I'm going to dump that on, uh, dump yeah. that on Dave. But if you can get to Dave, Dave will uh, get you to me. Yes. Yeah. Your group is mostly online, yes. but you're transitioning, trying different times, trying to get more people engaged because we've just realized. One, people are tired of online. Two, with us having worship care for children now at nine, which is when you guys used to meet, we kind of, right. well, we kind of made it a little hard for everyone to get to groups. So we, yeah, so, we're trying to be flexible. It's a little yeah. challenging. It's a little challenging to kind of cater. Cater is probably not the right word, but cater to everybody. Um, so yeah, so we're a little flexible on time. Uh, at least right now, we've been meeting on Sundays. Sometimes in the morning, sometimes uh, later in the afternoon. Yeah, Ronnie's really good about making sure you know when and where and even send you a reminder that may or may not guilt you two or three minutes right before it starts online. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're also working towards potentially, hopefully, getting your group back on campus in yes. January. We're working through all of the details and plans with uh, Brentwood. So if you're like, I have to be in person, I'm done with Zoom, I'm done with whatever online platform you're using, hopefully... Yep. January, early January, we'll yep. be back on campus with some groups. That'd be great. That'd yeah. be fantastic. Another question I had about your group. Why are you a leader? Why do you do it? I'll tell you. A uh, little, little known fact probably here at the Old West Franklin is when I first came here, I came to Leiden Small, and I said, hey, man, I need to get plugged in in a life group. And uh, then Leiden, with really out giving me options, said, okay, man, I'm throwing you in the life group with the head preacher teaching pastor here at the church so he can... See how stupid you are about Bible knowledge. So next thing I know, I'm at Pastor Matt's house, and he's laying, laying down the uh, laying down the gospel, and I'm like, boy, I look like an idiot to this guy. But from that life group, Pastor Matt did a great job and said, hey, I'm, I'm looking for leaders, people that will step out there and lead life groups. And I raised my hand, happy to do it. I think it's um, kind of part of my responsibility. I think God gave me some spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I lack in a lot of areas, but uh, in one or two areas, I'm fairly decent. I think uh, leading and organizing, I'm fairly mm-hmm. decent at. Mm-hmm. So I felt like God was calling me to uh, to kind of start a life group, and He's blessed us ever since. Haven't looked back. Mm. Wow! Yes. Well, let the record show you did not look stupid uh-huh. in, in the life mm-hmm. group. You, I'll, you I'll remind you a couple instances later after this. <laughs> 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 well, thank thank you for sharing that. Why are you and your family at West Franklin? I mean, let's think about it, Ronnie. You and families like yours, you live in, uh, not Spencer Hall, it's right across the street. You live in Sullivan Sullivan Farms. You drive by some tremendous churches, churches that I love, churches that I think are healthy. Why West Franklin? Why are you, and I know everybody's different, but why are you and your family plugged in and you're serving like you are here at the Church of West Franklin? Sure. So um, I'll share with you, and I don't. I don't think either one of y'all know this story. 
So we moved here about six years ago from Memphis. We're looking for a church. Tried out a couple of churches. It's a God thing, really. Walked into Brentwood Baptist, and on the day that we walked into Brentwood Baptist, they were handing out a trifold sheet that said, these are our beliefs. Hmm. These are our beliefs on God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. These are our beliefs on family, hmm. the uh, peace and, and, and war, mm-hmm. um, the, the, you know, the Lord's Day. It just listed out, here's what we believe. Hmm. And it was such a God thing for us because that's exactly what we were looking for. And we were looking for a church that said, hey, this is what we believe. This is what we think is right. This is what we think is wrong. We'd come from a church that was a little weak on that. And so we were like, okay, this this is good. So we walk in. We hear Mike Glenn several times, really like Mike Glenn. Big church. We were struggling a little bit to get plugged in. And then we realized, oh, there's a satellite campus in Franklin. Mm-hmm. Let's check that out. So we came here, heard you preach. You were very new to the role mm-hmm. at that point. I don't know, maybe three months in. Wow. Okay. And we were like, you know what, this is, this is for us. Huh. And we've been here ever since. That's great. Well, I'm grateful. What a God thing. Yeah, it was, and for I, sure. I was not here when they passed out that trifold flyer, but I recall that, hearing it later, that Mike had this conviction that now is the time we need to be clear about what we believe about marriage and family. Yeah. So I'm guessing that was a, a, not watered down, but a reduced version of the Baptist faith and message that they handed out mm-hmm. that, that we hold to and, right. and we believe and we wanted to be clear. And so how, how God used that, I'm, I'm grateful. I did not know that. I don't, I don't know if it got anybody else, but it, it locked us in right there. Good. Good. Here ever since. Good. Well, I'm thrilled and God is good to bring you and your family, especially your wife. But uh, you, especially her, <laughs> you she is a blessing. Yeah, you know, an incredible addition to the church at West Franklin for sure. Thank you. Something that's not necessarily a part of West Franklin, but has to do with West Franklin and the fact that I want us to uh, connect more, engage with more, is is an area right down the street, uh, an institution, a private school called New Hope Academy, and. You know, I should have said it is connected because when West Franklin Baptist first started, that's where they met before this property became available. You are now on the board. Yeah. Uh, this Next year, you will be the chairman of the board at New Hope Academy. Uh, don't belabor this too long, even though I, I could listen to you talk about it because I'm learning more and more about it myself. But give us a 30,000-foot <clears> view of what they're about. And then tell us what excites you about it and maybe a thought or two of how West Franklin can I don't want to say help. It's not like they need our help, but connect with, engage with. Partner. Partner. Thank you. Thank you. Sure. That's sure. right. Hire me. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. 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 My thesaurus. Happy to talk about it. Like you said, I'm serving as uh, vice chair. We'll transition to, to chairman next year. The standard book definition is uh, New Hope Academy Christ-Centered School, uh, educating children of diverse racial and socioeconomic backgrounds, establishing a biblical worldview and preparing each kid to flourish academically, emotionally, socially, and spiritually. So that's a mouthful there. Uh, what they're really about is they're really about Christ-centered teaching, formative learning, the personhood of each child, equitable access. I'll talk more about that here in a second, and then connected community. Mm-hmm. So New Hope, which is roughly about a mile away from West Franklin, is a Christian-based school that reaches out to kids of different socioeconomic backgrounds and put them all together. Mm. Uh, It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Many schools teach towards certain types of standardized testing. Uh, New Hope does not not do that. They start from a Bible-based perspective 
and then teach everything the kid knows around that. So great education, and it really is a wonderful little community over there. We've got roughly 220 kids, and for Williamson County, it is very racially diverse. Yeah. So um, you got white kids, African-American kids, some Hispanic kids, some Asian kids. Uh, it is a uh, melting pot, which is quite unusual from what I've seen here mm-hmm. in Williamson County. For sure. Yeah. A uh, lot of good things going on over there. Again, faith-based teachings going on to those kids. We're celebrating 25 years over there at New Hope. So what we're starting to see, and this is really a blessing, is the kids that first started going through New Hope are now graduated from college out in the world mm. making a difference. Mm-hmm. And in fact, one of our teachers is a student that went to New Hope really? and has come back huh. to teach, felt God was leading him to come back and teach, which is right. great. Amazing story. Yeah. So one of the things you asked is, what does is, what is New Hope need? Well, New Hope needs prayers. Uh, that's, that's one. New Hope also needs money. So not to make a money plea here, that's not what this is about, but uh, annually we need $1.3 million in contributions or donations to New Hope to keep the school open and going with the current uh, 220 kids that we have. So financial contributions are always good. Prayers are welcome. I am working with uh, Josh Lynn. Josh has been great on this, trying to figure out how we can better support uh, the teachers and students and staff over there at New Hope. So it's a pretty exciting time over at New Hope. We're looking at um, some new projects, some uh, expansion of the, uh, the educational learning over there. So it's, it's very exciting. It's, it's a great Great school over there, and again, I could talk about it for hours. Yeah, hush up. yeah, no, it's that's really good, and I, I agree with you, Ronnie. Though, when I first moved here, Jay Strother, the campus and teaching pastor at Station Hill Campus, he encouraged me to get involved in New Hope, and it's not that I didn't listen to him, but I just didn't jump on that. And um, of course, I've been here almost six years now, and just now, within the last year, year and a half, have really began to to learn more, and I, I regret that I, I waited so long to do that. Dr. Devin DeLauder, the headmaster there. I, I learned this, this is amazing to me, in a, in, a, in a not so good way. There's only one other besides himself, African-American headmaster of uh, private schools in Tennessee. There's only two African-Americans, he's one of them. He is incredible. He is. Um, I'm getting to know him as a friend. He and I are having lunch on a regular basis and just laughing. I'm learning from him. He's hopefully maybe learning a thing or two from me. And um, I'm just, I just really love his heart and his desire to not just, yes, see racial reconciliation, of course, but to see the gospel take fruit at a school. It's a really unique thing. And so I'm excited about us partnering and uh, loving on them and, and uh, us learning from each other. I'd love to share just a quick story about how I got involved with yeah. you, hope you don't mind. So pre-COVID, I traveled quite a bit for work, and a lot of times I would catch an Uber ride to the airport. And so um, I think it was a Friday morning or a Saturday morning, I was going to catch a flight for work. This Uber driver pulls up in front of my house, and I get in the car, and I try and make it a point with every Uber driver that I get in the car with to have some type of gospel conversation. Mm -hmm. And so I started having a gospel conversation with this Uber driver, and he says, well, you know, uh, I'm the headmaster at New Hope Academy uh, over there on Downs. 
And uh, we could use somebody with your finance and accounting background to help us out. We're going through a little bit of a tough time and we could use your help if you're interested. And I said, yes. And that's actually how I got involved as previous headmaster, not Dr. Devin DeLauder. But anyway, God set that up mm-hmm. and God mm-hmm. put him in front of my house at the airport. I had forgotten that. I remember yeah. Telling me and that. So that's, that's how I got involved. Yeah. Any other thoughts about West Franklin? Any other uh, questions you have, Dave? Nope. Uh, Ronnie, any, any other ideas or thoughts you have leading into this podcast that you wanted to share that you're about to bust? Uh, somebody doesn't ask. You know, I will say, well, I've got the opportunity and, and the audience that uh, we're thankful for the folks here at, at West Franklin. We have developed some deep, deep friendships, and we're very, very thankful for that. This church has, has loved on us tremendously, and we feel like we are very much at home here, mm-hmm. and, and we're thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I could go through the list of names, but that would take an hour mm-hmm. uh, for me to go through the names of all the people that we feel close to that have done things for me and my family. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Well, you were deeply loved uh, here at the church. Do we uh, do we ask random questions? I mean, we probably should have done that at the beginning before yeah. we actually got serious and focused. And you know, okay. Right. So we'll, we will ask this random question, Ronnie. You got you got the ears of the listener. One thing you'd encourage them with during this fun time of COVID and Christmas and their walk with Jesus. Sure, for for sure. So this. This comes uh, from my heart, from personal experience. Uh, As I mentioned just a second ago, pre-COVID, I traveled quite a bit for work. With COVID, the time that God has now given me to be with my family Mm -hmm. and have conversations with them. Uh, We went as a family last night, just the four of us. We went to Cracker Barrel, and we've developed a, a great routine of having some great conversations around the dinner table. And that did not exist uh, pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. So um, what I would say, at least from my standpoint, is look around for the blessings mm-hmm. that God is delivering because yeah. they are many and yeah. they are uh, they are everywhere, even during this crazy time of COVID. And uh, one of the greatest gifts that he's given to me is, is, is my family. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you for saying that. It's so true that any of you order breakfast. Oh, I did. Yeah. I had the country boy breakfast <laughs> with the sugar cured ham. Yes, it was fantastic. The biscuits and gravy. I'm a fan of the uh, grandpa's. Co- oh yeah, the one with the country uh, fried steak. Oh, oh yeah, life's good. Oh, yeah. What are y'all doing in a few minutes? Um, I'm going to crack about right now. <laughs> Again. I'm going to go ask my boss what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Ronnie, thank you, man. Thank you for your time. I know you're, even though you're working a lot from home, I know you're still very, very busy. Of course, you got kids at home. And, a wife who uh, probably uh, she keeps you don't know where you're going, do you? You're trying Jody, to Jody deals with me. That is a full time <laughs> job and a half. Jody dealing with me and all my nonsense. So she's very busy. Pray for Jody Williams. That's uh, Jody, Jody Williams. Williams. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yeah. It's good. Anyway, thank you, Ron. Thank you. All right, Matt and I want to say thanks to Ronnie for joining us. We also want to say thanks to you for joining us. Uh, It's been a great little episode. Hopefully, you have a better sense of who Ronnie is and maybe some ideas of things that are happening uh, with New Hope in our community. So we want to say thanks for joining us today. We hope you'll come back soon to to dig into this coming Sunday sermon with us. And uh, yeah, so you be good, you be safe, and may the Lord bless you and keep you.